Hey all, it's Sarah, and I'm so excited to talk to you a little bit about Anchor, which is the free platform that Molly and I use to create a little bit unfiltered. And we love using Anchor because we're novices at this, and Anchor gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it also distributes your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple, and many other places with just one touch of a button. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested in making your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back. Welcome back. Over in sync. I love this today. Well, this is exciting. We have our second weekly episode. Yes, it feels like it's been no time at all, um, which is definitely exciting. So we're glad that you're joining us on this ride, whether you're here for our very special guest on today's episode or you are a longtime listener for the past couple of weeks. We are long time. We mean like two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, it's long time in our world, but Very excited about this. Um, Before we get to our special guest, that is going to be the bulk of today's episode. We are so lucky to be joined by Arden Palmquist, and you will hear from us later. But we figured we'd start with just a little recap of what's going on in our lives, some important developments in Molly's world. Um, I am so excited. Would you like to share with our listeners this groundbreaking event that has happened? I think it was last podcast, um, Sarah very much wanted me to watch Bridgerton, and I was very adamant that I was not going to watch Bridgerton, but I did. My opinions are, I don't know, they're, I don't think they're the same as everyone else's opinion. Yeah. It's also hard, because I am a diehard Bridgerton fan now. Um, well, I feel like, like you're more into it because of, like, the musical. Yes. Oh, fully. I... I posted a huge long story on my stories. I think it was like yesterday or something like that. And I am totally into the musical, which is making me appreciate the show more. I also got my brother to watch it because he just loves watching anything that's popular to stay up to date. And so my family has done like a whole post-mortem on the show. And it's just, I enjoy it. But I know that it's not everybody's cup of tea. But the fact that Molly took the time to watch this show... For me, I am so honored, but this was like the groundbreaking thing that we had to update you on because Molly never watches TV. You've heard on the podcast. Oh yeah, no, it's honestly probably the first TV show I've watched, like new TV show I've watched in so long. I don't start new TV shows. I just watch Grey's Anatomy and Survivor and Bachelor and that's it. But I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't, but I also did like it while I was watching it. So I'm kind of conflicted. I feel like there are certain shows that you watch, you're like, okay, that was good. I don't have like huge feelings on it, but like I enjoyed it. Don't think I'll watch it again. And then like move on. I think that's kind of like 
what your reaction was. Although I think I would like it a lot more if it was a musical, like in a musical version, like that I could go see on stage. I think I would love that just because of course, like I love Hamilton and like time periods are a little the same, not the same, but like a little the same. And I just think I would really appreciate that more, Mm -hmm. but I did really like it. Like I liked the storyline and I am very interested to see what they do with like the following seasons with the rest of the um, siblings. Yeah. Just because I think there's, I, and I almost think that was my thing is I was more interested in the stories of some of the siblings than those two, because they, I just, it was very obvious where it was going. I mean, it's based on a romance novel. So yeah, they have, which to I didn't together. know that I didn't know, really know anything going into it. And also just, I don't think they would spend like three episodes, maybe not three, like two episodes with them being like best friends and like fooling everyone to then just not have them end up together and not end up being friends at the end. Yeah. I don't know. At least friends at the end, but you know. Yeah. It's definitely, um, I liked the gossip girl aspect of it. So I'm curious where they take that in the next couple seasons, but it was just picked up for season two, um, which is exciting. So I will be Didn't watching Didn't they it. commit to like six or something? They said that they would be open to it because there are so many books, but they've only been approved for a second season. Um, okay. Okay which I'm told by my brother, who is the film and TV expert, that means that it's been in the works for a while. And they've known that they've had a second season for a while. So it's exciting. Um, Clearly, we have (laughs) lots of things to do in quarantine, if we are talking incessantly about this show. Um, But I want to get you into the musical next, because it is so great. And I have been on and on about this because of the girl power of it all. And that you have these two like 19 and 22 year olds creating an entire musical in like way less time than Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote Hamilton. And so that has been like my girl power of the past like two Wow, are we really going to hate on Lin-Manuel? I'm not, I am not hating on him at all. It is just insane how quickly they have written this musical from scratch. And yeah, the musical theater geek in me is going crazy and the girl power geek. And I have seen some of their TikToks, right? It's like through TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And they've started producing music though and like done rough cuts of all of it. And it's up on their website and chef's kiss. Just, I'm not going to make the noise, but like (laughs) chef's kiss because um, yeah, definitely it's in an interesting way how they're um, doing it and just watching people creatively just pulling that out of their brain and being like, oh, here's a song. Here's an original song and composition um, is really cool. Um, yeah. there's I, a, I feel like there's so many people that are just like born with that talent. And I'm like, I will never experience what that is like. Yeah. <laughs> I will just never know how. Yeah. And I mean, the composer, the 19-year-old doing the production on this is like a prodigy. She started playing piano at oh, wow. age two or three. And she's been on Ellen multiple times, like wrote her first original song at age six. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> wow, good for her. Uh, yeah. I'm like never oh. will be me. Yeah. Um but in a That's very- that is incredible and I honestly I love it, but I just cannot wait for it to actually like be on stage and like yes. COVID to be over so we can like go see it. Oh, like, we are going to that's night. what I would kill for is mm-hmm. to just like actually see it. It's hard for me to like imagine it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Like I just it's just not the same. Being in a theater, that's something I can do. Yeah, there's like magic like, about it. Yeah, and they 
recently composed the opening number and it's like there's that when they started it like the beginning of an opening number of a musical when you're in a theater it is like magic yeah you're right it's just like there's butterflies in your chest and like it's just an energy that's in the air especially a show that people haven't seen before if you've never been to a musical not necessarily on Broadway but just in general like just go because even if you're not like a musical person it's just you feel it like you'll feel the energy of the other people and it's such a therapeutic experience I guess yeah it makes me so sad about how Broadway has been closed and so many people have been like the rest of the world have been out of work for so long but it's just such a magical experience and theater does so much for so many people theater creates so many jobs which is really really devastating right now yeah but in a hopeful turn of events I guess something else that has happened since we last recorded a podcast um we have a new president and more importantly kind of you know um a new vice president that is a woman and yeah to say um last Wednesday oh my god it feels like so long ago um Like, it's weird to me because I have been, like, thinking about it, and I just, like, don't even – even though it was less than, like, a week ago, ago, I can't even just, like, picture myself in, like, like, living in the United States with Trump as our president. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like that ever happened. I feel like we collectively blacked out for the past four years, if that makes sense. Like, the way the world is treating it now, like, yes, we are recognizing all of the hurt and all the things that have happened, but, like – I, the, everyone I've talked to has been like that, that it just doesn't feel like that happened because now it's just, we're on the right track again. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, everybody's just taking this huge, deep breath. It feels like I was talking to a coworker about that today, especially in DC. Like DC is a completely different city town right now. It's just like an entirely different environment. It's sort of like the whole world is um, that clip of Dr. Fauci, the side-by-side of him during the Trump briefings and him during the Biden briefings, where he's like an entirely different person and he's like jumping around and smiling. It's like, it's just so, it's like a little, yeah, it's a nice little moment right now. Yeah, definitely. As much work as we still have to do, it's just Mm -hmm. such like a sigh of relief, I feel like, for so many people. And I like, very vividly remember where I was when I found out that Trump had been elected president four years ago and it just like that's like a moment in time where I just was so so devastated and embarrassed and I don't know it was just that was just such a hard day for me and now I'm just like I cannot believe like that ever even happened and yeah And if you listen to our podcast and have been in the political world and want to talk to us about this, let us know. We're trying to um, sort out an episode on that because we we both could talk about this forever. Um, The things that have happened and the things that need to happen and how, yeah, like Molly just said, our work doesn't stop just because we have a new president. Um, But it was so moving to see all of the different levels of representation on Wednesday and social media was such a wonderful place to be and seeing all of the young women and older women who were talking about what it meant to have Kamala Harris as vice president and for all of these little girls that are now able to say I have a vice president that looks like me there is an ability for me to see myself in that role on so many different levels not just as a woman 
but as a woman of color. And I just loved being on Twitter and I haven't loved being on Twitter in four years. And so it was just so great. I just couldn't stop. Well, speaking of girls that can do anything, let's hop right into our interview with Arden. Um, Arden is one of our little bit of members and we have been working with her since the very beginning. So we love her and she's super supportive of us. We are actually going to start off by having Arden introduce herself, so we'll pop right into that. Enjoy. Um, So, hi, I'm Arden. Um, I uh, started blogging in, when was her conference? 2018, I think. That's when I met everyone. I want to go off. I've been doing it for a little bit on and off. but yeah, I've been blogging since then. Um, there's not really much to me other than like, I'm a huge, like I'm big on body positivity. I'm big on inspiring people uh, to love themselves because you really only get one body, one life. I mean, you're going to go through these things and you should be thankful that your body's taking you through life. Um, but yeah. I love that. And we love a, <laughs> we love a good her conference connection. Um, I know I've only been to one and I felt like it was such a great conference. And then I was like, oh, not anymore. It feels so corny, but I'm so excited to go to conferences again. That's like one thing I'm excited for post Oh my gosh. Of course. I would love to do that. As soon as COVID's over, I just want to travel and do things. Cause like, I mean, we can still go to her conference. It's open to like anyone. And I would love to go back, especially like I want to go to New York again so badly. And I just need an excuse. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God. Or honestly, LA, I really hope they do another LA conference. Yeah. I really liked their lineup for that. I really wanted to meet Stassi. I'm like a huge Vanderpump Rules person. <laughs> I love it. We'll have to do a road trip the next time. I always like sort of like plan out like who I would have to pick up on the way to LA if I ever went. <laughs> Just like in a huge minivan party bus deal. I love it. (laughs) So speaking of your origins in blogging, you originally got your start with content creation back in college, like you just said. What first motivated you to launch that blog? This sounds so corny when I say it. Um, I went through a horrible relationship. Like it was god awful. I like lost all love with myself. Um... And I mean, we're still healing today, but we're in such a better spot like than like I was then. And I was just like, I need to put this energy into something. Like I just need to like get my mind off of something. Like just, I need to like put a pause in life and just do something for me. And around that time I had wanted to start my own blog. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried what it's like his friends are going to think like if I start this, cause like they were all super cool. And like, this was kind of like my first real relationship. Um, so I was like really worried about making that impression. And I just kind of was like, this is so dumb. Like why, like blogging is such a cliche. Everyone thinks it's so boring. No one really reads anymore online. And then after like we broke up, I kind of stopped having those insecurities. And I was like, you know what? Arden, just go for it. The worst that's going to happen is like your grandparents read it and that's it. Like that's all anyone's going to read. And that's totally fine. Like it's your voice. Use it how you want to use it. So literally it started because of a bad breakup. (laughs) And finding that path of loving myself again. Oh my gosh, that's so, it's such a terrible like thing that happened, but it brought out something so positive that has affected so many people in such a great way. 
I know Molly and I were actually talking about this on Friday, I think it even was, about that idea of judgment of other people and like overthinking, who's going to read this? How are they going to judge me when I put myself out there? But I think you put the nail on the head. It, it, like if your grandparents read it and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one way they keep up with me. Like, yep. <laughs> they're like, if we're not on the phone with Arden, how, what else is she doing? Let's check out her blog. It's like the key demographic is grandparents of everybody oh, yeah. who blogs. <laughs> they're so supportive. My um, Nanu, he like signed up for um, like the subscriptions and I took a long break for a little bit. Cause I was just like, I'm trying to figure out how to balance that full-time job plus having my own social life and trying to stay mentally healthy during these god awful times um so i took a little bit of a break and um he like sent me a package the other day because this is totally off topic but in like middle school i wrote an article about my dad for his newsletter because my dad is a veteran and um he reached out a couple months ago asking if it's okay if they could have it published in one of his friend's books so he sent me the book with like my published article in it from, like when i was like 14 <laughs> about my dad being my hero and he like messaged it like he like wrote on like a little note he was like p.s um this can be added to your 21 books you want to read this year and i was like <laughs> i didn't even post or share about me posting this blog post and i that's how i know he reads it all the time Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Yeah, biggest supporters right there in family. It honestly reminds me though of like when we first launched a little bit of, and I feel like our only reader was Sarah's aunt. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just Sarah's aunt. It was just so great. And I remember, yeah, she was like our very first reader and she yeah. was like messaging me on Facebook. She's like, did you see my comment? Yeah, on the she page? commented on something. I remember that and I got a notification. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think one of my best friend's moms read it, and those were, like, the only feedback that I had gotten. I was like, okay, that's that's a cool place to be, you know? Yeah, you're reaching someone. As long as it's one person, and it yeah. resonates with one person. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. All right, so we talked about how you started in college, and, of course, college is already a very busy time. How did you manage keeping up with school, a social life, and finding time to create content? Do you have any advice for current college students looking to start their own blogs? <laughs> Yes. So um, right around the time when I was really picking up like my like content creation use um, was right around the time where I was working part time in retail. I was working for an internship part time. Um, I was still a part of my sorority, which is super time consuming. And I still managed to have fun on like the weekends with my friends because like I'm like wrapping up college like I want to have fun because um, I mean, it's four years that I don't really get back. So I was really, really big on filling out a planner and sticking to a schedule. Like I, my planner is so color coordinated. It's not even funny. Um, that's like my biggest advice to anyone is if you want to do something and you want to have like a lot on your plate, but still take time for yourself, just like make sure you write it all out and then make sure you have specific times that you have for yourself. So like I would be doing like my shift for like the store I worked at um, in the mall, I would have like that written out and then I would be like, okay, set aside time when you get home to start writing out maybe like a paragraph for like a blog post. And so what I've been doing lately too, and what I did in college was I would like plan out what I wanted to write for the next couple of months. So like I constantly had these ideas and I was like, okay, we're just going to think in advance. If something changes, something changes, but at least I have these backup plans. I like that. It sort of, it also holds you accountable too. 
that it's like when you have those creative moments where you're like, I have all of these ideas in my head. And if you don't write it down, you forget it like two days later when you actually go to write it. Oh yeah. I write everything down. Like I'm a psycho about it. Like my planner has notes. I have like notes spread all on my computer right now. I have notes in my like journal because I'm trying to keep more track of like what's going on in my life. So like I can look back on it and be like, oh yeah, that happened on this day. So I've been using that. But yeah, I just is if you want to do something and you're passionate about it, you'll find the time to do it on top of everything else. And speaking of finding time to do things you're passionate about, tell us about Palmquist planning. What inspired you to go into business and what are your dreams for where it will go? Yeah. So that happened really suddenly. Um, over the summer, my childhood best friend, um, asked if we could like grab like brunch and, she kind of asked me to be her maid of honor and I not gonna lie I cried <laughs> um I cried having the most in my hand I was a little <laughs> over too like it was an emotional day and she was like I just know you're gonna be like you're gonna be able to like give me everything like I want for like my day and of course I can't have you like I can't not do this without you so I was like oh my gosh of course like, I got I would love to be able to help plan this I had a little bit of planning experience for my sorority. Um, I was the vice president of marketing and I planned our, this huge event when I was like 19. It's our red dress gala, which is like, yes. like oh my gosh. Because you were in Alpha Phi, right? Yes. That's yes, a huge event. <laughs> it's so big. And I wanted to try something different that year. I wanted to have events leading up to the big event so we can raise even more money. And we ended up raising over $12,000, which was the most we'd ever raised in our chapter. Oh my gosh. So I learned like a lot about event planning from that. And I loved doing it because I'm a control freak <laughs> and I have to have things a specific way. Um, so event planning is perfect because you can just be bossy and like also like have someone else's dreams come true in the meantime. So you're like kind of getting the best of both worlds. So my friend asked me to be in her, like her maid of honor. And which means with that is like, I get to plan her bridal shower. And so I started working on that and I was kind of like, you know what, I want to get paid for this. Like I want to do something like that I like doing, but I can like make some extra cash. So I started a planning event in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I figured, you know what, just might as well go on full force with any challenges. We'll just cross them when we get there. Might as well just start marketing now. I mean, COVID's not going to last forever fingers crossed. But I mean, I've had one client so far and we had their event in December and then we have, they're going to, she's going to bring me back on for an event in the summer. And then I'm going to help again with their Christmas event next year too. That's incredible. And then she works for a nonprofit. So I'm like helping like a nonprofit company with like a little bit of something, like, like a little bit of fun in their life. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. And yeah, that's kind of how Pongo's planning came to be. Do you have sort of a dream client or a dream event that you would want to plan? I don't, not necessarily. Cause like I'm open to do anything. Um, I have friends who are like now getting engaged and they're like, you can help me plan my wedding. And I think that's fun. Um, I think it'd be super fun to do like celebrity events one day, like plan out like launch parties. Um, like if a product's coming, I think it'd be so fun to do that. Like, I, just, I don't want to like hold myself back. Cause I could end up planning a baby shower and be like, oh my God, I hate planning baby showers. Why would I ever want to do this again? And then be like, okay, maybe I just want to do product parties from now on. So I'm just kind of experimenting with it. But I think it'd be really fun to do celebrities one day. <laughs> yes. I love yeah. that. We're going to manifest that right now for you. You are going to plan celebrity 
event. It was in my manifestations for 2021. So <laughs> yes. Do you have like a dream celebrity? I've never thought about that. I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge Halsey fan. So if like Halsey ever hit me up to plan anything, I'd be like, oh girl, I've been in love with you since I was 15. I You would plan her baby shower? <laughs> yes. If she has a baby, I will plan her baby shower. I'll make it the prettiest baby shower ever. That's incredible. Well, we know who we're going to go to when we eventually get around to doing our launch party. I think we talked about after we did started a little bit, we were like, we're going to do it in July of 2020, a year after we met. <laughs> nope. No. So when that day does come, post-COVID. We'll hit you up. Yeah, anniversary party. I got you. Do you like see Pumpkin's planning becoming like your full-time job? Is that where you like want to go? Do you want to go like into the um, influencer route and continue that like as your job or do you like having sort of a balance of both? So I thought about that too. So when I originally started Pumpkin's planning, I was just kind of like, you know what? I mean, I'm in a good spot with my job now where they're kind enough to let me work from home. They're paying me. They're letting me work overtime. Like there's no issue with me working, but I wanted something that wasn't as stressful. Cause I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm working in a job that wasn't the direction I thought I was going in. It just kind of fell in my lap, but I wanted to do something that was related to my degree too, but I kind of wanted to be my own boss. So as of right now, um, I think I'm just going to end up doing the balance of a full-time job plus the event planning, because I mean, a girl's in debt, gotta pay it off. If I have more money, that's fine. But if I think eventually, if I had enough clients and I could like be able to live off of just doing that and having my own business, I would love to do that. Um, but there's so many things I want to do in life. Like I want to still blog, like I want to write a book, like I want to pick up photography. I want to do the, all these different things that I don't want to just be limited to like one thing. I just kind of want to see what life throws at me. So it sounds a lot like you're gonna plan my wedding and photograph my wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. And then when you have kids, I'll plan your baby showers too. Perfect. It's like an all-in-one service. <laughs> so basically I'm never stopping. <laughs> yeah. You can sign up for palm quiz planning for every milestone. <laughs> She'll plan your retirement too, like whatever you need. <laughs> I got you. I can do it all. <laughs> Do you have any advice for some of our listeners who might be in your shoes a couple of years ago and might be looking to make that leap or any of the leaps that you've made because you've made quite a few and it's really impressive. Do you have any advice for someone looking to go into their own entrepreneurial career? Yeah. So research, um, 100% research. There are still things that like I'm understanding about starting your own business. Um, I'm in the process of figuring out how to fill out business forms correctly. I, there's like a thousand of them. And luckily the first client that I had, she's willing to mentor me through this entire, like building my own business because that's how she started. She started her business on by herself. So she is not only being a client for me, but she's also being that like role model that I don't have anywhere else. Like everyone else that I'm friends with really they work for other people. They're not necessarily their own bosses unless they're graphic designers and they're just freelancing. So, I mean, research, research, research. Um, and if you're nervous, just kind of go for it. Um, I was waiting to launch Pongo's Planning like months later. And I had this opportunity where I had a great like excuse to like market and give away like 200 business cards. And I was like, okay, we're doing this now. This is when I'm launching it like we're just going to go for it and I don't regret it at all. That like just gave me like a warm fuzzy inside. That's so wonderful. I love hearing stories like that because I feel like 
some of the best business stories and the best career moves for people are the spontaneous ones where you don't, you had this big plan, but then you are in the moment and the moment feels right. And you just jump on it. And that is just so incredibly inspiring. It happened in like a span of like 72 hours. I like my best friend, um, my best friend's my little in my sorority. Um, she, we also work together like full time in our jobs. So like we're constantly together. Um, she does photography and she always took my photos in college. Um, and now that she lives like 40 minutes away, I asked her if she could do my like photos for Punk's planning. So I was like, I want cute photos, obviously. Um, you can't launch a website without cute photos. And so we took the photos and like two days later, I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to launch. And she goes, full send. Do it. I support it. And I was really surprised about the positive like response that I got from people. Like I said, I was starting this business and I was expecting no one to really be like, whatever, she's just doing something new because she's bored. But I had so many people sharing my information. Like people I haven't talked to in like months were like, oh my God, go check this out. This is so exciting. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like actually happening. It's so cool to see the people that almost come out of the woodworks, but in a positive way when you launch something. And it's like, I was talking to Molly, like friends from like middle school and high school were like following some of our little bit of things. And it's people that you don't expect that almost mean the most because it's not like they have a personal relationship with you, that they genuinely saw your content. They're like, I want to share what Arden's doing now. And I feel like that's just such a great moment of positivity and community, which is a really nice part of social media, that really like little pocket of happiness. And it's definitely like this bit of reassurance. Like I always feel like whenever Sarah and I do something new, I am always concerned that people aren't going to receive it well. And they're going to be like, oh, like exactly what you said. Oh, she's bored. So she's just doing something else or something like that. So it's always so exciting to see those other people that like really support you that you wouldn't expect because then I'm like, oh, okay, like they don't think I'm crazy. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, they were so like they were so supportive. Like I posted it and like minutes later I had like one person, I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he was like the number one person to be like, oh my gosh, go follow her. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm not gonna lie, I cried. <laughs> a good healthy dose of crying is good. All right. Well, I mean that sort of brings us to my next or our next question. And your whole micro influencer in a small business career, what would you say was the biggest leap of faith you've taken? How did you push yourself to take that leap? Um, so I would say just launching everything. I am, as much as I am a control freak, I'm also a people pleaser and I stress so much about what people think about me and how they view me. I don't know why, because I like to like strut everything. Like I don't care. But at the end of the day, like I got one bad comment recently about pompous planning and it is still sitting with me. Like I've known about it for maybe about two months now and it's still bugging me I'm just like what did I do wrong like this is just something that just held me back and at the end of the day I just kind of was like just you can't please everyone at the end of the day if you want something you need to go for it and what I wanted was to be my own boss I wanted to do something that makes me happy same thing with blogging like I'm bringing that back and it's such a good outlet to like lay out all the stress that I've been having with working from home full-time and balancing being an adult and paying my bills. I was like, I just need to have some kind of outlet. So these opportunities that I have for myself are outlets for me that I, I do not regret, like just going for it. I just kind of was like, you know what, flip the switch, go. 
That's incredible. I feel like there's always a thousand reasons not to do something, or rather you can find a thousand reasons not to do something, but it's the one reason that you want to do it and you believe in yourself is the one that only really matters when you're taking that leap. Yeah. The one thing that my best friend has told me recently is to listen to your gut. And normally I'm the dumb girl who doesn't really listen to her gut. I listen more to my heart and my brain because I'm a cancer and like, we don't listen to our guts. (laughs) We listen to our emotions. So I like, I take that what she says a lot. Like, I'm just always like, you're right. Listen to your gut. My gut said, just go for something new. You need a change. You don't know what's going to be the outcome. If this flops, it flops, but at least you tried. At least you've like made some connections in the meantime. So I just kind of was like, okay, she was right. (laughs) Um, I always think it's so interesting. I was talking to Molly about this a while back about the idea of like an overnight success because I think that plays into a lot of it that social media makes you feel like everybody who launches something automatically is this overnight success or when someone has that sort of rise to fame or success that it happens so easily but a lot of times it's the people that launch something and just never give up even when it gets hard or they sort of realize that something's not working and try something else and maybe that something else is the thing that brings them all of that happiness and success. Um, And I think that plays a little bit into how social media affects it, because I think a lot of the things that you've touched on, this idea of judgment and people judging you and even a bad social media comment can be that sort of weird different sides of social media. Is there something that you've come across that you think people could use either more of or less of on social media? Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There are so many things I want to say to people on social media. It's insane. Um, A lot of it on the, from where I'm at, I just, I want everyone to love one another and I want everyone to respect one another. Um, if you, this is gonna sound so childish, but what my mom always said was, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And right now, even though there are some things like when I'm in like an argument with someone and I like want to say it, it's not nice to say that. Like, I don't know what's going to stick with them later down the road. I don't, and they don't know what's going to stick with me later down the road. Like I said earlier, I like bad comments. I like, I let them weigh on me. Um, like a couple, like last year I did a post for Victoria's Secret Pink for like, uh, like one of their sports bra for campus trendsetters. And a week before when I was working in retail, a guy commented on my weight and it really like triggered me. And when I say triggered me, I mean like, like what he said made me so upset. His wife ended up smacking him because like oh she God. was mad, like he said something. And my, my friend wasn't going to tell me what he said. Like when we were on the clock, she's like, you're not going to like it. And I was like, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. And turns out I couldn't handle it. But what I wanted to do in that moment was kind of hold on to that and use that to motivate me to inspire someone else and be like, just love your body, love who you are, love the people around you. I mean, another good example is you don't know where you're going to be a year from now. The same people that are in your life now could not be in your life later. Just enjoy that time while you have it. That's incredible advice. (laughs) I'm gonna like I say this so often to Molly, but like sometimes like there's interviews where you just want to rewind it and it's like the part that you want to listen back to again. But I feel like that's such a good point that it's that you might not be around the people who are in the negative space or bring you to that negative space. And I think it's important to focus on the people that build you up and are always like your hype men or your hype women and like always in there supporting you. 
um, because they're the ones that matter because the people who are saying those negative things about you obviously don't know who you are and the things that make you so incredible. So it's like, if a, you know, it's like, why would you entertain their opinion? Because they're basing it off of not knowing you, but it is hard when it is something that sticks with you and triggers you. And it's sometimes it's easy to sit here, like when you're in a good headspace and like say that it won't affect you, but um, I think it's definitely all about balance. Oh yeah, I agree 100%. And what I've really noticed in the past two years is my support system is insane. Like I truly have never felt more loved, more supported. Um, like I've never had the good energy that I have now. And I never want, like, I just want everyone to like know that they have their support systems. You just need to hold on to like the people who are supporting you and just cut out people who are not bringing you anything good. Like last year I cut out a handful of people cause they were not benefiting me and it was just weighing down on me and I couldn't move forward and I wanted to move forward so I can grow and I can do the things I want to do. And now like I'm here and I am so thankful for my support system. It's insane. Like I think about it all the time. Sometimes I cry about it. I'm just like, Oh my God, I love my mom. <laughs> One of my um, favorite quotes that I just feel like really ties in to what we're talking about is how you shouldn't take, um, you shouldn't let the opinions of someone you wouldn't ask for advice from affect you. That's not the perfect saying of the quote, but it's, that's the basics. You get the point, you know, which I feel like really relates back to your story about working, how obviously you can't take his opinion because you wouldn't ask him for advice. Yeah. And I have people in my life where like, that are not in my life anymore where I didn't, I didn't go to them for advice, but when they like came at me, I was like, why is this stressing me out so much? Like I wouldn't go to them if I needed anything, but like, that's a good quote. <laughs> I like that a lot. I feel like it's something really good to remember because I feel like so often we take other people's opinions of us and, or just little things they say so to heart. And it's like, I wouldn't have asked them any about any of that I wouldn't have asked them what they think so why do I care what they think if I wouldn't have asked you know I try to remind myself of that oh gosh I um sorry I was just thinking because that reminded me of like a similar situation because I have something I had someone that is no longer in my life but I remember um at the end of the friendship they made a comment about how like I'm so into self-care but it's like really selfish like self-care is like selfish and tied it to that. And I remember that sat with me and it still kind of sits with me a lot. Um, but then it, yeah, it goes back to that. Like if I was going through something and I wanted to like take care of myself or was going through something really deep, that's not a person I would be going to for that. So I, I think it was like a dual thing where it's like still sitting with me, but in the moment I was like, I don't, I don't need to have your opinion on this because I wouldn't go to you for this at all. If anyone commented on my self-care, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I am selfish. I put myself first. I've been through a lot. Yeah, I'm going to put myself first. I mean, you have I mean, to. And like, you're, it's just you at the end of the day. Like, you may have all the people around you, but you're the one who's like living your life. Like, no, be selfish. That's actually a good point too, because I still like, I like, even as what, what I was just saying, like selfish is seen as a bad word. Oh, but I love it. It shouldn't be. Like it's, it's some of the words that I love detaching like the stigmas around because yeah, you're right. You should be selfish because you have to live with yourself 24/7. <laughs> yeah. No, be selfish. I that's one thing I really learned in like after my like like horrible relationship that I brought up earlier was I was so focused on making sure he 
was okay that I was killing myself in the meantime. Like it was really affecting me. And I, ever since then, I just was like, you know what? Okay. A men are trash. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I have this saying where I think we should just put them all underground. And I, I live this. with my best friend, like him and I have been friends since like the eighth grade. And like, we are like the definition of like platonic friends, but like, I'd be like, go live underground. Men are annoying. And like, think about how, like how many issues have stemmed because of men. And if women were in charge, things would get done. So yeah. I stand. Put them all underneath ground. We'll be fine. Yeah. We got a Kamala and Jill. I was just watching a lot of the pre-inauguration stuff and my mom and I were freaking out over the two of them. I was like, yeah, well, we have strong women. We're fine. Oh my gosh. We have such strong women, especially now. God, we're great. We're going in the direct, we're going in the right direction and we just need to keep going in the direction where men go underground. <laughs> That's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> just all men underground. Can we just put in like parentheses at the end, like not Adam? I know. I'm so sorry. I know you and your boyfriend have a really good relationship and like no shame to him whatsoever. But like, I say this to him, like, even as much as I love Obama, Go underground. All men just need to go underground. Yeah, we'll we'll take Michelle. We got Michelle. We're we're good. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you now. You like cut for a second, but we're good. I I thought you were taking a really long sip of water. Yeah, me too. I was like, wow, damn, hydration. Gotta keep this keep the skin clear. I know. As you like say that, I'm like, I need water. I'm thirsty. I like made it my goal. I got a new planner, and I wrote as my weekly goal to have like the specific amount of water you're supposed to. Wait, how much are you supposed to have? Okay, so there's different theories on this. I did research. So I said 64 ounces to start because I used to be really good where I could go through like eight water bottles a day. It varies. They say like 90 something, I think, but that includes waters from like food and tea and coffee and stuff like that. So I figure if I have like six water bottles a day I'll be good okay so this whole like gallon thing is not a thing right I don't think so okay because I I've seen it that people are drinking a (laughs) gallon of water a day and I I was like I could try it I need to look up how many ounces are in a gallon my mom the math teacher is hearing this and cringing right now 128 okay yeah 128 I feel like it's not toxic to do it at that rate but I'm just gonna pee a lot yeah Oh, no, I cannot drink that much water. I love water, though. Like, I'll, like, start my day off with, like, a glass of lemon water just to kind of, like, cleanse the body from nothing, but, like, just cleanse it. And then, like, I go through my day with my hydro flask and, like, I go through maybe two of those and, like, that's enough for me. Like, I'm good after that. I feel like I can't hear water with lemon without thinking of, like, sorority recruitment because I don't know if you guys ever did that, but the hot water with lemon and honey was supposed to be like the cure after a day of talking to everyone. I was fine after talking. I was like, I love the sound of my voice. I could do this all day. <laughs> the lucky one. I never went through recruitment on the sister side because I was always on panhel. But when I was a PNM, I went through, I drank that every night because I would always lose my voice. It was insane. Yeah, I never did that. I think it's so funny that like you say that your little is like your best friend because I live with one of mine. <laughs> When you said that, I was like, yep, I relate to that. <laughs> so I've had four. Oh my God. I'm so interested in this now. <laughs> oh my God. My sorority family tree. So I went to, I went to the University of Akron. It's a small campus. Everyone knows everyone's business. And when I say everyone's business, I mean everyone's business. But like she has been with me through everything and has like, has always made sure that I'm okay in the end. Whereas other people were just kind of like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm freaking obsessed with her. 
Yeah. I feel like that almost goes back to like the thing about it only takes one person because I feel like everybody has these negative stories from like sorority life and things like that. And everybody always asks like, why do you go through it? And then you can point to one person and be like, that's why I did it. Like that person is now like my ride or die or has supported me through such important times in my life and actually stands by you rather than being like, oh, let's look the other way, which so many people do. But it's definitely a a nice little community, even if it's a community of two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my best friend, I met her in the sorority too. Um, We went to her conference together. Um, Like we do everything together. And like, I would not have her if it weren't for Greek life. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for her. Like she's one of my, she's definitely like up there with next to my parents with my support system. That is so great to hear. I love hearing success stories, not as a former Panhealth president, but just as a human. Poor Molly, when we were starting Little Bit Of, and like we were doing initial outreach, like the very, very beginning, I, yeah, I texted her and then we got on the phone and like, I had to reschedule like so many times and it was like such a hectic time. And it's a wonder that Molly stood by me (laughs) because I'd like have like so many mental breakdowns. It's all good in the end. Good, good ending. (laughs) But we're both just like the queens of rescheduling. I mean, like we said earlier, be selfish with your time. Exactly. (laughs) Oh gosh. This is... This is such a great conversation. I love this. I even was, um, I was talking to my parents earlier because I'm still in Vermont. I'm like, oh, who do you have on the podcast tonight? I was like, oh, Arden. And they both read your piece and loved it way back when it like LBO like first launched. I was like, I'm just so excited for this conversation because I know it's going to be good. And <laughs> it was because it's, you're such a pleasure to have, honestly. Like we both admire you so much. And like, we always like talk about what you're doing and we love your support for us. And And I also feel like we like relate a lot. We're all like in very similar, similar ages, um, very similar like situations where we have jobs. We're also sort of pursuing this side hustle, entrepreneurial careers. And I mean, we all were in sororities and me and Arden are cancers. So (laughs) Sarah, didn't you say you were a Ravenclaw? Yes. Okay, I've caught up in all the episodes, you guys. Oh my gosh, we love you. So Arden, what do you think I am? Do you think I'm a Hufflepuff or a Slytherin? I think you're a Hufflepuff. I just want to pinch your cheek. So yeah, you're a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah, I could not see Molly being a Slytherin, like at your core. I could see you like having Slytherin tendencies. Yeah, but you guys think that because I'm nice to you guys. I'm not always this nice. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe, but I feel like because I thought I was going to be a Slytherin because I kind of have this like broody side occasionally. And then when I took the test, I was kind of like, the hell was a Ravenclaw? What? And I was like, okay. I was like, they're the nerds. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized like the deeper like meanings that go behind each house. That's kind of like, that makes sense. Yeah. I definitely have Ravenclaw. Also, Ravenclaws are actually very creative too. I just learned that. They are very smart, but they also are very creative and like in tune with that side of them, which I think is like very relatable for the two of you. I got on the Ravenclaw side of TikTok. Like there were like all of these aesthetic videos and I watched one and I was like, is that me? Okay, I'll take that. (laughs) I love Harry Potter TikTok. I make sure I'm never off of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I saw, I don't remember who said it, but they, someone said they were on Bridgerton TikTok. Molly just finished it. <laughs> you just finished it? Do you know about the musical, Arden? I want to see a musical version of it so badly. I've seen every duo, like duet possible. With Abigail and, like, Barlow? The per- girl with the purple hair. Okay, that's, <laughs> so I mentioned her on a past podcast, so I've been following her since like last summer. And when she put that out, like, 
go and listen to her other songs. They're totally different, but like I am so invested. And they just did a song for the duel scene with like Anthony and Simon and Daphne and Colin. And it's just like <laughs> I love a good drama piece. Yes. Oh, it was so good. So good. I can't get over it. Okay, but can we talk about how that goes back to men are trash? That whole part of the show was just like, could have been avoided if they were just like a yep. little less dramatic. Exactly. I swear to God, put them on the ground, we'll be fine. Like, I just don't understand. Like, they none of that, ne- like, we could have cut 45 minutes from the show. That whole episode could just go. We could have just had an episode about Eloise and Penelope, which like. I loved them. And begging for a spinoff. I don't care about like the eight book seasons. I want a show about the two of them. It's just oh yeah, like the adventures of Eloise and Penelope. Isn't that what you exactly what you said? I think that's literally word for word what you said the name of it would be. Ravenclaws. <laughs> yes, it's just like we're linked. <laughs> now I want to go rewatch Bridgerton. Thank you. I'm gonna rewatch it. Um, but I guess a good like way to sort of like bookmark it. Um, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you both with Palmquist Planning and your personal at? Yeah, you can find me on any social media platform at It's Arden with two N's. I don't know why. It felt saucy to make it that way, so we made it that way. And for Pompkiss Planning, if you just go Pompkiss Planning on Instagram, you can find me there. We hope you enjoyed that incredible, incredible interview with Arden Palmquist. We will be putting all of her information in the show notes so you can go find her. It is always a pleasure whenever we talk to Arden. Um, That interview was actually over an hour long (laughs) Um, and we cut it down for your listening pleasure. But don't worry, we will find a way to possibly work those segments that weren't included today into future episodes or behind the scenes content. So stay tuned because it is hard not to have an incredible deep hour-long conversation with someone like Arden because as you just heard she brings so much to the table and so much to this world and we're so glad we got to steal her for as much time as we did. And also just Sarah and I in general are major ramblers, as yep. you guys know. I mean, I feel like our listeners are just going to get used to it, mm-hmm. or I hope they get used to it because we can just go on and on and on about just any topic for any amount of time. Yep. So this you're getting a taste of what it's like to be friends with us if you're listening to this and don't know us personally if you have a heart to heart with one of us or both of us it is going to be a long conversation we're going to talk about a lot so you are getting some exclusive molly and sarah content right here yes if you call (laughs) one of us for advice on something like you're signing up for three hours yep (laughs) it's never going to end we're going to fully discuss the topic and several other topics (laughs) and then eventually we'll circle back Yep. <laughs> my um my roommate that I mentioned in the interview, um, my one of my littles, one of my best friends, Gabby, the two of us are just like that too. Um, she can attest to this personally. When we try to have conversations at home, it is always like a two-hour discussion and we'll sit there and we'll be like, what was the actual point that we wanted to talk about or what we were trying to talk about? So yeah, it never is a straight line. Um, yeah. I think that interview definitely left us with a positive state of mind and we want to leave you with that as well um we want to sort of take this moment and talk about some positive things that are going on in our lives we started the episode with some really great girl power fun stuff 
Bridgerton musical theater, but we want to wrap it up with some general things that are going on that we are looking forward to. And Molly, do you want to start? So like we said at the beginning of the interview, we were talking a little bit about the inauguration and this is a little silly, but I would say um, Bernie Sanders really just, you know, came through yes. <laughs> with his mittens on Inauguration Day. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I don't know how. And it's so great because I saw that he put that on a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something. Yeah. And 100% of the proceeds went to Meals on Wheels here in Vermont, which is incredible. Um and it's just been yeah, he's the best yeah he really is it's been a good week for Vermont I think that's sort of part of my happiness I'm gonna piggyback off of that because Bernie was great I just the senators from Vermont have had a good week Bernie became like a global meme I'm gonna call it global and I think it is global it has to be there's no way it's not right I I yeah I would think so yeah Um, So that was great. And then our other senator, Patrick Leahy, was just elected, appointed president pro tempora. Mm, President pro tem, I don't know how to say the actual like Latin term, um, of the Senate, which means that he's, I forget what number he is in succession to the presidency, but he is like high up there after biden he's like third so like he's doing well um but he's gonna present over after who he's third biden or harris because i know it goes i think it's harris because i think it's biden harris pelosi yep and then him i think there's someone else in there but i know it's like up there which is like I mean, that's pretty high. That's higher than me, so. Yeah, Yeah, Vermont's been having a good week, and he'll be presiding over the impeachment proceedings um, in a couple weeks, which is really important and a really good day for Vermont to have that sort of platform. So I have been a very proud Vermonter. That has been my little happy moment. (laughs) Yeah, not much happening in in Connecticut, at least not that I know of, Um, but you know. It's okay. Honestly, at this point, no news is good news in an age of COVID. That is true. No yeah. news is good news. So yeah. we did. True. I think we had a collective happy moment. <laughs> it sounds so uh, so fun that way, but we've had a happy moment recently because we had someone post about the podcast that isn't one of our immediate friends or family <laughs> um, and was inspired to do a whole long Instagram post about it, which was just very wonderful. I don't know. That touched me. I, it was so great to see that we've had an impact a little past our own inner circle. Yeah. Anytime we get even like a new follower, I'm like giddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yay. Ooh. And even today, actually piggybacking off of that, I posted my first Instagram photo of 2021 because Welcome like back. I said, and my goals, I'm going to try and get back on Instagram and not have as much of a pressure on myself for it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I posted my first Instagram photo today and somebody that I didn't even know, I didn't, I wasn't even following them. They were just following me, reshared it. And I was like, that is so kind. That is so lovely. She was just so sweet. And she was like, it's such like a, she said my caption was just like such like a meaningful message. And she wanted to like remind her audience of that as well. And I was like, that is so sweet. Mm -hmm. So that was a happy moment for me too. Yeah. I like how social media is becoming 
a nicer place to be lately and hopefully going forward um so I think that's a nice little positive thing going on in the world I love to see Mm -hmm. that and welcome back to Instagram (laughs) (laughs) thanks yeah and honestly guys like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, like, I really wish someone would, like, reshare something I posted. Like, I really encourage everybody to go out and reshare something of someone else because you are going to give them that feeling that I got. And I'm sure that is going to be reciprocated to you as well. So, you know, just, like, let's continue the kindness loop. I love that. I don't think there's a better way to end this episode. That was perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. And yeah, if you have a moment, go head over to Apple Podcasts. Um, Even if you aren't listening on Apple Podcasts, go um, and leave us a rating if you would like, because that lets other people find us and listen to what we're talking about and connect with our growing community. We see you. We love you. And we'll see you soon. 